Coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York, I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. and only Maccabees off of the album A Maccabee Hanukkah opens things up on this Hanukkah edition of the Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingarten. Thank you so much for tuning in and making us a part of your week, a part of your Hanukkah. Very special holiday celebrated widely in Israel. According to statistics, more than 75% of Israelis light the Hanukkah menorah, which is uh, very cool, I would think. 
Um, it was, it became part of the uh, ethos of the Jews who were coming from Eastern Europe in the early days of Zionism. The idea that there could be a small group of Jews who would stand up to the enemy and defeat them, even militarily, while being out-weaponed and outnumbered. Rabim biyad me'atim tme'im biyad tehorim. And in fact, it was the small, theoretically weaker group, the Jews, the Maccabees, that defeated the foreign armies. And so even the secular Zionist saw Hanukkah as an inspiration and a motivation for their fight. And so it becomes everyone's holiday. Everybody looks at it in a different way. But we all share the light of the menorah, and we spread the light of the Jewish people and of Hanukkah. We're here each and every... Did I say my name is Mayor Weingarten? You're tuned to the Israel Shana Nachum Single Network. I don't even remember. I got so engrossed in that um, little opener. We're here each and every Monday, immediately following JM and the AM, 9 AM Eastern, 4 PM Israel time around the world, wherever time it is, whatever time, <laughs> and around the world, wherever you are, whatever time it is, that's the time we're on. Of course, you can listen on demand. Tell your friends they can listen on demand. They don't need to be at the, like right now in Israel, they're starting to prepare for the Hanukkah lighting, but you can listen on demand. You can listen whenever you want via the Nachum Siegel Network app that's available for free for Android and for Apple and via NachumSiegel.com. Just go to the archives, look for The Israel Show, and you will find us. And you will find all the other great programming on the Nachum Siegel Network. Today's show, in addition to great selection of Hanukkah music, and I would say almost all of it is Israeli. Even the one we just heard, the Maccabees, they're not Israeli, but they sang um, what what has become an Israeli standard for the Hanukkah season, Mi Malel. Uh, but uh, the music that we have is um, Israeli music. We will share that with you. We have a great selection coming up. We also have clips from the life of of Geula Kohen, who passed away last week, the age of, uh, just before her 94th birthday. She was born on December 25th, 1925. She passed away 18th of December, 2019. She's, uh, she's an icon. She's an icon of those in the found, of the founding fathers of the state. She, she was young at the time, but she was a member of the two undergrounds, the Etzel and then the Lechi, when they split. She was very active in the fight for independence and then continued her fight throughout her life for Eretz Israel, for Am HaYehudi, for the Jewish people around the world. And uh, we'll share more details with you and we'll share some audio clips that uh, I'm sure you will find very interesting. Um, and we'll talk about the current political situation in Israel and all the mess that that's there. We'll focus today on the religious Zionist uh, group, their situation, they signed an agreement. There's an agreement that's been signed between um, what is considered the Talmidim of Rabbi Meir Kahana, the students, so to speak, those who go in his footsteps, Otsma Yehudit, led by Itamar Ben-Gvir, and between Rafi Peretz, who stands at the head of the Bayit Yehudi, which is what we would call the classic Mizrahi Maftal was, and uh, we'll share with you some of the thoughts about where that might lead and what it means as uh, elections. Volume number three, third edition, (laughs) sequel, uh, sequel, sequel, I don't know what to call it, elections three come up in Israel. This is uh, one of my favorites, Avodot Afar, it's part of an album of re-released Hanukkah classics that are um, 
given new interpretation by um, current Israeli artists. This is the Chvora Chanukah words by Chaim Nachman Bialik. The melody, um, it's not clear where it's from. It seems to be an old Hasidic nigan that has been adapted for this particular song and for these words. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Avodot Efer, or Avodot Afar. I'm not really sure what the name of the group is, but um, they brought us this beautiful rendition of um, the Chaim Nachman Bialik song. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Gula Cohen. Passed away. This past week, just under the age of 94. She was born in 1925 in Tel Aviv. Her parents, Miriam and Yosef Cohen, their story, their story is, is, is fascinating. Her father, a Yemenite Jew, came to Israel, and this is very unusual, in the early 1900s, 1907-1908, that is, um, it was not a simple thing for Jews from Yemen to come to the state of Israel back in the day. And as you may know, most of them came to Israel as part of the uh, what they called Operation Flying Carpet. They were brought en, en masse by plane, by the state of Israel in the early 1950s, a lot of difficult situations resulted from that. But there were Yemenite Jews that came very early because they had a tremendous strong belief in the uh, importance of living in the land of Israel and hastening the Geulah. He was one of those who founded the... Um, Organization of Yemenites in the land of Israel, and this was uh, they were a religious couple, an observant couple. He founded, together with some other people, the Yemenite synagogue, probably one of the first, I would assume, in Tel Aviv called Magen Avraham on Rehov Yehoshua Binun. 
That gives you a bit of an idea where she was coming from. Her mother, Miriam, also fascinating, comes from a uh, family of mixed Moroccan and Turkish descent. She lived in what we call today the Muslim Quarter. And I think those of you who have uh, toured Israel extensively and been there more than uh, on a cursory visit are familiar with the... uh, tours of the Jerusalem Reclamation Fund that um, have come to homes that belong to Jews in uh, what is now called the Muslim Quarter and then were just taken away when the Muslims threatened the Jews and terrorized them and they ran away. So she actually grew up in that Muslim Quarter, her mother, and she was a nurse when she was younger. And this is fascinating. I did not know. This is just fascinating. You may be familiar with the Battle of Tel Chai. This was one of the earliest cases of Arabs attacking a small Jewish farming village. Literally small, tiny. It was called Tel Chai. And it became part of Zionist ethos. And uh, Yosef Trumpeldor, that's his name. You know, if you if you didn't grow up with that name, it sounds funny. But, you know, when you have it since you're, you're a kid, the name Trumpeldor, it doesn't sound funny at all. Yosef Trumpeldor was um, someone who came to Israel from Russia. He was a very well-known fighter high-ranking officer in the Russian army, lost one arm in, uh, I think it was the the uh, Russian-Japanese war, came to Israel, and there's movies of him plowing a field, and he only has this one arm, and he's plowing a field, you know, in the old-fashioned way. Very fascinating uh, individual. Geula Cohen's mother was a nurse in Tel Chai when the battle took place, the battle during which Yosef Trumpeldor was killed. That's fascinating. She grew up in Tel Aviv in Kerem Hatemanim. And um, ultimately, when uh, the um, many, many young people in Israel joined what they call the underground. These are the the. Uh, there were three major underground armies, if you will, organizations in Israel. The Haganah, which was the establishment of Mapai, that was meant to do everything possible to protect the Jews from Arab attack. They're the ones who worked closest with the British. Some would say too close. Then the Etzel and the Lechi. The Etzel was headed by Menachem Begin. The Lechi was headed originally by Yair Stern, who was then assassinated by the British police. And then it was headed, amongst others, by Yitzhak Shamir. Both Menachem Begin and Yitzhak Shamir go on to be prime ministers of Israel. So she joined the Etzel. Then she, those in the Etzel who felt that they weren't doing enough, they weren't strong enough against the British, split off and joined the Lechi. And so in 1943, she joins the Lechi. Her code name is Ilana. Everybody had a code name. The British were after them. They had a price on their head. And as we know, many whom the British captured over time were... Um, sent to prison, and many were uh, exiled from Israel. And those that were caught committing crimes were were hanged by the British. And one of the things that she is well remembered for in the Lechi was that she was the head announcer of the Lechi radio station. Both the Lechi and the Etzel and the Haganah, obviously, had radio stations. And they understood back then, the leadership understood the importance of radio, the importance of being able to speak to 
the masses, and they had these clandestine radio stations. Here is the opener of a broadcast by the Lechi Radio. The announcer is Geula Cohen. The whistling in the background is the song, the anthem of the Lechi, which uh, the words of which were written by Yair Stern. Kol Hamachteret Hayehudit, the voice of the Jewish underground, Shidurei, the broadcast of Lochamei Cheirut Yisrael, the Lechi. And um, she was picked to be the, she loved the microphone, she admits it as uh, anyone who does uh, radio on a regular basis knows. She loved the microphone, and um, but she was picked specifically because her Hebrew was had a tremendous influence, was influenced by her Yemenite upbringing, and her pronunciation of proper Hebrew was very important to the uh, leadership of the Lechian, so they had her be one of the main Broadcasters. Here's a short, like, 10 seconds that I was able to find online. I'm, I'm shocked that I wasn't able to find more, but I wasn't. I did a lot of searching. Uh, just give you a 10-second clip of uh, what she sounded like on the radio sometime in the, uh, the mid-1940s. <laughs> And if you hear her voice later years, you hear that same, what's called the chituch hadibur, the same intonation, the same way of speaking. It's just amazing. So um, now, one of the the legends, but it's a true story uh, that that is told is that while she was in the middle of a broadcast on the 18th of February 1946 she's caught by the British underground they must have figured out a way to to um, detect where the broad, where the uh, transmitter was and they uh, in, intercepted in the middle of the broadcast they broke in to this uh, clandestine radio station and arrested her and she was sentenced, listen to this, for illegal clandestine broadcasting. She was sentenced to seven years in prison by the British mandate, by the British mandatory authorities. Okay, well, Gula Cohen, you start seeing what she's all about here. She, had, she, she carried out multiple escape attempts. She was moved from the prison in Yafo after she tried to escape from there to the prison in Bethlehem. She tried to escape from there. She was shot in the foot. She was, as a result, sent to the uh, ha- the, the hospital for prisoners. They had a sep- that was a separate location. And with the help of some Arab friends from the town of Abu Ghosh, which has uh, almost always been a friendly force with uh, Israel. Abu Ghosh is a small town on the road. It used to be on the road to Yerushalayim, Tel Aviv. Now it's a little off the road to Yerushalayim, Tel Aviv, closer to Yerushalayim. So uh, uh, one of the Arab men from Abu Ghosh and his family helped her escape. She dressed up as an Arab woman, and they carried her to a hiding place in Yerushalayim, where she was treated by uh, by uh, by a Jewish uh, nurse. 
And she didn't give up. You'd think she would, okay, that's it. She escaped. She'll stay at home and be quiet. No, 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 no. So she was Yemenite, dark complexion, dark hair. She she dyed her hair blonde and um, continued to make her way around uh, Tel Aviv, which is where the center of the activity of the Lechi was at the time, without the British fi- finding her. I mean, there was a price on her head. They wanted her and uh, they would have paid for her capture. She was uh, also a journalist, and after the state was founded, she worked as a member of the editorial board and a writer in Ma'ariv for many, many years, received numerous awards. She was married for a time, to another Lechi member, Emmanuel Hanegbi, and they had a child together, and his name is Tzachi Hanegbi. And you may know that name because he's one of uh, the very active names in Israeli politics today. He is um, a member of Likud. He has been minister in the uh, Likud, various Likud governments. And uh, if you know anything in Israel, you know the name Tzachi Hanegbi, Tzachi Hanegbi is Gula Cohen's son he's gone away a little bit from her from her from her way if you will um we'll uh, talk a little bit about her political career which started in 1972 and her meetings with the Lubavitcher Rebbe and we have a clip of her sharing with um, with us the feelings and the messages most important that the Lubavitcher Rebbe gave her which, uh, which was unbelievable Lubavitcher Rebbe gave her an interview when she was a um, Ma'ariv journalist so that should be interesting and you should stay tuned for that we're going to Quinta 5 Quinta Chamesh a cappella group this is a Hanukkah medley my name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs>
to five with the beautiful Hanukkah medley here on the Israel Show. My name is Mayor Wanger, and you're tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network. We're sharing with you highlights of the life of uh, Gula Kohen. At the time that she was a um, a journalist and obviously someone who was very in sync with the thoughts about Israel of the Lubavitcher Rebbe, she came to visit him and was, she, she came because she was granted an interview. And uh, so there are two clips here of um, her reading the notes late, many years later, reading the notes that she took in her conversation with the Rebbe and what the messages that the Rebbe uh, gave to her, which are very fascinating. Um, from all points of view. Here is uh, clip number one in which Derevi tells her about the lost opportunities, the lost chances that came about after the Six-Day War. כל יום שעובר זהו הפסד גדול. מה שבגלות אפשר לעשות בעשר שנים, בארץ ישראל אפשר לעשות בעשרה ימים. רק אם יגיעו אל הניצוץ. ותביט איזה משפט נפלא הוא אמר לי פה. אש יכולה לכבות, אבל ניצוץ לעולם לא יכול לכבות. The Rebbe told her that there is no generation that has had so great, so much opportunity, so great the opportunities that were presented to it that were available to it and have utilized those opportunity less um, in the next clip you'll hear he speaks about Yushalayim but in general the whole idea that after the six day war we had everything open to us the tremendous opportunities and um, we didn't use them and he also spoke about the opportunities of reaching out to Jews and uh, reaching out to Jews around the world. Gula Kohen was very active in the uh, movement to free Soviet Jews. And she quotes the Rebbe as saying, you have to find the spark in the neshama, in the soul of every person, because a flame can be extinguished. A spark never can spark is oh, a spark is always there it can't be extinguished you try to extinguish it it's still a spark so uh, that was the first one the second was about Yerushalayim which is fascinating we, we've uh, those of you who listen to Yom Yerushalayim you're familiar with this concept which we have uh, spoken about many times about the fact that the state of Israel went into the six day war not wanting Yerushalayim being forced into it and uh, then unfortunately really not using the opportunity properly. And the Rebbe tells Gula Cohen because we didn't really want it and we didn't really fight for it and we didn't really use it, the opportunity, the victory properly, we will have to fight for it again. And I got to tell you, looking back at it now, you see what's going on on Harabayit and in other places. And yeah, we're fighting for it again because we didn't utilize the opportunity the first time. Here is again Gula Khan reading from her notes with uh, of the interview that she had with the Rebbe. <laughs> של שחרור ירושלים. אתם הלכתם למלחמה על ירושלים כמי, ש... כמי שכפו עליו את הדבר הזה. לא שחררתם את ירושלים, לא לחמתם בירושלים, על ירושלים העתיקה, מתוך הכרה ומתוך התלהבות. אני, אני נחרדתי, זה היה באותם, כן, ולכן הוא אמר לי, נצטרך לשוב ולהילחם עליה. 
זה הדבר שהכריע את זה. הוא אומר, ולכן כאילו, עכשיו לא, לא ממש בידינו, ונצטרך לשוב ולהילחם עליה. The Rebbe said, Yerushalayim is not really, not mamash biyadeinu in our hands, and we will have to go and fight for it again. And anyone who thinks of the Har Habayit biyadeinu knows how true that is, that we now are back to fighting for it again. We'll go on, uh, give you a little bit of um, audio and some background about her years in the Knesset, and uh, we'll wrap up our discussion about Gula Cohen and try and spend some time about the religious Zionist parties in Israel and where they're going. But before that, we're going to go to a musical break. Ma'oz Tzur. Yet another version. How many versions are there? There must be endless, countless versions of Ma'oz Tzur. This is Tamar Kapsoto with her version. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Tzor Tamar Kapsuto or Kapsuto here on Dizio Show. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you so much for tuning in and making us a part of your Hanukkah celebration. 
We are telling you now about the uh, Knesset years of Gula Cohen. She was one of the most well-known Knesset members. She was outspoken. She stood up for what she believed in. There was no compromise. She was a member of the Chayut party. Chayut was the party founded by Menachem Begin after the uh, state was founded. And they ran election after election and didn't get very far until 1977 when the people of Israel finally woke up and said enough. Enough of Mapai, enough of the left-wing labor socialist rule in Israel. And uh, Menachem Begin became prime minister she had already been in the Knesset at that point for five years as a member of the Chayud party. But two years later, she left. And I can only imagine the pain in her heart when her commander in the Etzel and her commander in the Lechi, Menachem Begin and Yitzhak Shamir, Yitzhak Shamir was the speaker of the Knesset, Menachem Begin was the prime minister, presided over the deal with Egypt, which meant returning the Sinai Desert to Egyptian control and removing all the Jewish towns and cities that were built in northern Sinai, including Yamit. And she was so angry and and felt that she couldn't be part of this party that she left and together with Moshe Shamir started another party called Hatchiyah which had been around for a while but ultimately collapsed and brought down with it the government of Yitzhak Shamir and many use that as an example of how when you are not willing to be somewhat realistic when everything is only idealistic and you're not ready within a political world to understand that there's an idealism is is great, but there needs to be practicality as well in the world of politics. They always bring this example with um, of how the tria ended up costing the right wing, the government, the control. But she was passionate about Eretz Israel. She was running from one place to the other in Yehudan Shamron, together with Hanan Porat and the other leaders of Gush, Gush Emunim, and putting up more and more and more towns and villages, what they call settlements. She was passionate about getting Jews coming to come to the land of Israel from wherever they were. She fought on behalf of Russian Jews. She was, by the way, the first Israeli official to visit Jonathan Pollard in prison. And she was instrumental in 1980 in drafting and bringing to the Knesset what's called as Chok Yisod Yerushalayim Birat Yisrael, a basic law, Jerusalem, the capital of Israel, and she was very proud of the fact that that law passed and put into official law book that Jerusalem is the capital uh, of Israel and put many chains around it so that it couldn't be so that that connection could not be broken. She received many compliments, many awards. I want to share with you one. Um, clip that's been going around when the, when the Camp David Accords were signed and ultimately the peace treaty with Egypt which meant that Israel would, would withdraw from every last foot of the Sinai and including all the Yishuvim something that Menachem Begin himself was against and fought against for many years and she held the towed the line and it said we have to be against this deal we have to know all the details of what are any side agreements that were not being brought to the attention of the people but most importantly that 
that we have to not support an agreement that allows for the demolition of Israeli Jewish uh, settlements anywhere in Eretz Israel. Menachem Begin relied on the fact that uh, he was told by Rav Goren that the Sinai is not part of Eretz Israel, but it pained Menachem Begin as well. He just thought it was the right thing to do. When he got up at the Knesset, whenever there was a discussion at the Knesset about Camp David and about the peace treaty, she was vociferous. She wouldn't stand for anything. She wouldn't let the Prime Minister speak. This went on uh, for for about 10 minutes. And the Speaker of the Knesset at the time, Yitzhak Shamir, head of the Lechi, Menachem Begin trying to speak, head of the uh, Etzel, and she yells at both of them, this is a conspiracy that's being carried out between the commander of the Etzel and the commander of the Lechi to betray the land of Israel. It's an amazing uh, an amazing historical perspective that she had. And you could tell whenever she spoke that it came from her heart. I remember the, um, the Knesset session where the peace treaty was being brought for the Knesset's approval. Everybody wanted to speak. The session went into the very late night, and half of the time, or more than half of the time, the Knesset was empty, the seats were empty, because who wanted to hear everybody speak, or another Knesset member, another Knesset member? When Geula Cohen got up to speak, everybody was there. I remember waiting to hear what she would say, the fire and brimstone speech that she made. Uh, The clip that we have here is actually from an earlier time when the Camp David Accords were being brought to the Knesset, Menachem Begin got up. She would not let him speak. She just kept interrupting, interrupting. Yitzhak Shamir, who actually voted against the Camp David Accords, felt solidarity with her. And as the speaker, he could have kicked her out right away, but he didn't. And he let her go on it's amazing. He let her just go on and on for a good 10-15 minutes until he finally threw her out, which is what the speaker usually does when they're being interrupted. So here's a point where Menachem Begin turns to Yitzhak Shamir and says, uh, Mr. Speaker, please protect me from Knesset member Gula Cohen. And she shoots back, Mr. Speaker, protect the land of Israel from the Prime Minister. Yep, those were the one-of-the-kind people that um, were burnished through the fires of uh, the fight for the state of Israel and the land of Israel. Brand new song we promised you from uh, Yoni Genot. En ish she'en loner. There is no person that does not have a candle, that does not have a little flame, a flicker. Ve'en ne'ro shelo kener chavero. And the flame that is in his soul is not like the flame that is in someone else's soul. And it's our job, and we need to understand that it's our job to work hard in order to reveal our light to the public. And through it, through our light, to light a large torch and bring light to the entire world. Came out this morning, special Hanukkah song, 
Yoni Genot, Yehoshua Limoni, Yolanda Mari, and Rory Edry. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Yoni Gennett brings us that uh, brand new song released earlier today, En Ish She'en Loner, in honor of Hanukkah singing with Yoni is Yehoshua Limoni, Ilan Damari, and Roe Edry. You're tuned to the Zoshan, the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you for uh, joining us, making us part of your week, part of your Hanukkah. As we reaching the end of the show, um, I don't know if I'm going to make it. So we'll spend a minute or so just talking about the situation in religious Zionist uh, parties in Israel. The the center of the religious Zionist parties in Israel, the Bayit HaYehudi, and I say center because it is also in the center, politically and religiously, is being led currently by uh, Rafi Peretz, 
who is considered not a strong political leader, great man, by the way, pilot in the Israeli Air Force, was chief rabbi of the uh, Israel Defense Forces, has done great work in a mechina that he started with uh, young people going to the army. Amazing work. But he wasn't considered a great politician. Well, he, over the weekend, signed an agreement with Osma Yehudit, which is the party that is considered the party of the students of Rabbi Meir Kahana. They are very careful how they word things so that their party doesn't get thrown out by the courts, as Rabbi Kahana did. But they're basically students of Rabbi Kahana, and they are considered by the mainstream in Israel to be out of the uh, national consensus. But he usually can get, that party can usually get about two seats in any given election. And together with Rafi Peretz, if he manages to hold on to the seats that he has, he figures they could hopefully be successful in coming in with a strong showing. The only question is, Bitsal Smotrich, who is, who is the head of the Khardali faction within the Bayit Yehudi, who feels that uh, this happened behind his back, and it did, what his response will be, we don't know. We'll see what happens. And if they end up losing power and not getting over the threshold because the people that decided not to vote for them as a result of their connection now with Otsma Yudit. We'll see all of that. We're going to end off with another version of Mao's Tzor, but this one has an additional paragraph that is added to um, celebrate the current situation of the Jewish people. Nodel Tzor Yeshuot al Geula Asher Heichel. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for all your Facebook likes and comments. Thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network. And my very special thanks, as always, to Nachum Siegel. Coming up on the Nachum Siegel Network, Gary Pollock with After Further Review, covering the latest in the world of sports. And Novak now with Jake Novak and stories of the day and insights that are worth listening to. And then the great Monday music marathon. Until next Monday, immediately following Jamie and the AM, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race. Maus to Yeshua Tilechana El Shabeah, Tikon Bete Fila Tibeshanto Dan is a beah, the eight Tahim Mateah, Mitzahamna Beah. As a mo, the shim is more, Hanukata is there. Rout Savanafshi, Biagon Kohi Kala, Hayaimeru Bekoshi, Shabut Mahut Egla, Uviado Agedola, Otsieta Segula, Hel Paro Vehozaro. Yardu khele bimtsula Tirkot shoe biyani Vegam sham lo shakatati Vanon kes vehiklani Kizarim avadati Vyen ral masakti Kimat shavarti Kes bavel zeru bavel Lekets shivin no shati Azai bimechashmanim Ufam tulchomot migdalai v'tim